Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast. I'm Bob Moffat along with Joey Gonzalez and today we are at New Helvetia Brewing Company in Sacramento, California. We have David Gohl and Ivor Johnson and a blue ping pong table. Tell me about the ping pong table and then tell me about you and the beers that we have in front of us. Well, hey, the ping pong table was a gift from my wife to me for uh, my birthday and it sat in our garage. Then I opened a brewery and I finally had a place to put it. Is that the reason you started the brewery? No, uh, the reason I started the brewery was uh, basically to, to not put a bunch of home brewing equipment in my wife's kitchen. That would make you more popular by not doing that? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it smoothed things over at home to be able to, to move everything off site. And then there's like the whole history thing and my love of Sacramento and all that. But let's just go with the uh, home brew not being at, at home. Uh, let's also mention your love of runners in orange shirts. What was that outside just a minute ago? Right, so uh, we are the home of Sloppy Moose Running Club and uh, we're about to kick off next week. Today's only a preview, so this is just the calm before the storm. Uh, Sloppy Moose Running Club uh, will bring out upwards of 100 and or more runners on a Thursday at 6.30 every week, kind of pretty much between now and, uh, I don't know, a little after Halloween or so. So we kind of take the winter off, uh, but but the runners will come out. What's cool is like Draft Magazine, Runner's World Magazine have, have all uh, recognized New Helvetia and Sloppy Moose as kind of being one of the best brewery running club combos in the country. Fantastic. And how long have you been here at this location and just how have things gone so far? Yeah, uh, we are approaching year seven now. So uh, it, it feels a lot longer, but uh, we're, we're part of this community and, and we're, we're here for the long haul and loving it. It's 49 in dog years, if that helps. And the Ivor, head brewer, um, just in the grand scheme of things and in the big theory, I guess, what's your just kind of your approach as you're looking to make a stout? Well, for me, looking to make a stout, um, that's simple. I love black coffee. I love roast malts, so that's my approach. Dry, roasty. Um, can't say I've gotten super into the pastry stouts yet, but maybe it hangs on long enough and I will. Um, so that's kind of my, my approach to it. It's something that I would like to drink, low alcohol, roasty. That would make sense that you would make something you would like to drink. I think so, you know. They don't give these jobs to chimps. All right, so what, what's the first one we have? All right, so first one here is going to be our Homeland Stout. So this one is available in uh, now cans, 16 ounce cans, as well as uh, 22 ounce bottles. And uh, it is probably our most award-winning beer in our lineup. Uh, California State Fair Gold and uh, several Los Angeles International Gold Medals under its belt. Okay, and tell me a little bit about what goes into it as we pour one. Which one is this? Can I have this one? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Oh, hey, there, you put one right there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a trained observer. All right. Um, uh, little tiny bubbles, um, not a lot of foam. And uh, I guess what went into this one? Um, so we've got, we've got a fair amount of rye malt in this. Um, we've got, again, a fair amount of roast malt. And then two different kinds of chocolate malt, as well as your base two-row. And what does the rye malt do? Uh, the rye malt for me just kind of brings up that body. It gives it some some nice um, texture to it that you don't necessarily get from a lower ABV stout like this, but it gives you that nice characteristic. And what is the content on this? This is 5.5%. Joe, your thoughts? Well, very smooth, really, uh, really light. Um, I taste that roastiness, which I really love in a stout. 
That's why I drink stout. Is it the is it the rye, or is it the roast that gives it? It's it's got a little bit of a it's got a little bitterness to it. Um, or is it both? It's it's honestly it's both, and there's a little bit of hop character in there too. But it's I think it's trying to all kind of play the same game. It's not they're not the hops aren't fighting the malt. The malt isn't fighting the hops. So it's all giving you that nice little bit bitter. Like I said, I like black coffee in the morning. I like it you know straight. No milk, no sugar, and I think this kind of has that or follows suit in that. Well, we tried to rate beers based on what they promise, and this definitely has that that coffee characteristic. Absolutely no sweetness whatsoever. And Joey's Joey's raising his hand. Yeah, I had a question. So I so one of the questions I had sometimes when I get uh, have those more bitter tasting. Uh, stouts, the, the content is a little higher on that. I don't know, it's, that's been my experience. Um, is that, so how are you able to just keep it, you know, the content? I guess my question is, you know, kind of, is it by design that, you know, other brewers may put more on purpose? Is it just what happens in the, in the process? What, what, you know, what was the, the decision to not, you know, kind of spike this up? Sure. Um, I think it's kind of a, there's a multi-pronged approach here. And if you've noticed, if you notice our board, our beers tend to be a little bit lower alcohol. We have a 600 pound mash ton, so it's super limiting as far as how much grain we can put into each beer. Um, so that is kind of indicative of our culture. Our alcohol tends to be on the lower side of styles. Um, but with this one, honestly, there are, it's, it's packed with those roast malts that don't necessarily ferment out. Um, so it is by design, but it's also by the breweries, just the way it wants to make beer. Um, so it's getting 10 barrels of beer at the end of you know the production and getting as much of that character that's true to style. Um, but like I said, for me, I like the lower alcohol beers as well as, as this, this brew house doesn't really want to produce those bigger beers. So I think for other brewers, it is by design. You can add more fermentables and more roast malt to get a higher, bigger, bigger beer. For us, we just have more of that roast malt and less of those fermentables. And this is available in 16-ounce can. Where and what does the can look like? Uh, we have we have the advantage of having one right out of the right out of the tub. Correct. Yeah. So the cans are uh, they're going to be available in most of our uh, Sacramento and Northern California area grocery chains. So our Bailey's Nuggets, Bevmo's, Total Wines, and, and the like, um, among others. Uh, and this beer, I, I find it interesting that this beer is going to be. Um, I, it, the, the bitter doesn't strictly come from the roast. There is that hop character to it that, that I think your casual observer is not really going to pick up on that. They're going to pick up kind of a coffee essence, and there's no coffee in this either. It just comes from the malt, which is, uh, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. And, but, the, but you do get a hop bitterness out of this, which adds to it and just adds to the complexity of this beer. What does the can look like? So the can is a 16-ounce four-pack. Uh, it's it's labeled the labels are designed by Ivor's wife Karina who's doing a wonderful job in helping us rebrand uh, the the homeland name comes from this specific plat map if you're familiar with real estate it, it's the, the neighborhood that our new Helvetia Brewing Company location is built upon um, and so she built something she built a label that is that kind of recognizes that and it's really cool and the logo is basically it's like sun rays coming up behind the tower bridge with the new Helvetia and a banner in front correct that's our main company logo and the homeland logo itself uh, 
I identify as this building, and uh, and that really is to harken back to the neighborhood of homeland that, that we're placed upon. What color is the can going to be? It's a uh, baby blue, white, and brown. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, we try to do everything we can yeah. to help people find <laughs> it. All right. So, and this is a. Uh, this is a uh, Irish export style stout. Yeah, it's definitely got that Irish characteristic. It's it's dry. Um, it's, it's got that roastiness to it. Uh, it's very smooth throughout. Um, and it finishes pretty clean. There's a little bit of hoppiness in there, which I'm not a big fan of hops, as you'll, I think we'll find out here in a minute. <laughs> um, but no, I like it. It's, uh, I'd give it a good, very good. Uh, our, ex, our, our rating system, by the way, is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, wouldn't feed it to the cat. There's no meowing going on over here, I know that. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a, a good to very good as well. Um, I did. I, I like that. I like coffee. Um, I like that, that, you know, that roastiness, that, you know, kind of bitterness there towards the end. And, and that might be the, the, you know, that bit of hop there that, uh, that you, I, I catch. So good to very good. All right. So we're going to move on to the Sierra Nevada West Coast style stout. Comes in a sort of an orangey red color. The Sierra Nevada label uh, with uh, looks like fields of green behind it and a couple of barns or something. Now, of course, Sierra Nevada is known for Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. So, I was particularly excited to see the first Sierra Nevada um, Stout. I'm, I'm hoping that they can do for Stout what they did for Pale Ale. But we'll see. There you go. There you go. These are some pretty fancy plastic cups you <laughs> Only the best for you. Big whiff from Mr. Gold. What did you get? Um, I'm always just checking to see if there's going to be any uh, obvious off aromas, and I'm not detecting anything right off the bat on this. A little sharper, I think, than uh, what we experienced with our homeland stout. Kind of, there's there's a, a more of a yeah. I can I can only describe it as a sharper aroma than what we had. The Sierra Nevada stout is a full-bodied American version of the traditional black ale, perfectly balanced. We'll decide that with big roasted malt flavors and earthy whole cone hops. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right, so they're out of Chico, California, and of course we all know what they've done for the campfire victims with sharing their, re their recipe with brewers across the world who have brewed and sold and made, and made lots of money to try to help those poor people up in uh, the Butte County area of California, and we applaud them. Of course, let's see if we applaud the beer. You know, criticizing Ken Grossman just seems like sacrilege, so. Go ahead. You know, honestly, it's, it's, it's more well-rounded than I expected from the nose. Um, but I think it, it, it delivers on what it says. It's more indicative of a black ale to me than a stout, um, which is, oddly enough, the first homebrew I ever brewed as a black ale. So this is taking back to me keeping leaves out of the kettle in my backyard, you know. Um, are leaves a problem? Well, I would say so. I think so. Not anymore. No, there, there are less leaves in the professional brewing industry. You know, selective leafage uh, goes on here. But 
Now, if you have like maple trees above, does that help with the? No, I'm just kidding. All right, yeah, all right. Get some pollen in there. Get some bees. Yeah. All right, David. Can can you reveal uh, where this came from? Was it out of your stash, or is it uh, purchased recently from a store? This was purchased from a an online service called Spirited Gifts, I believe. Okay. Um, and my wife got it for me for Christmas. She got me a dozen uh, different stouts. And this was one of the ones that was in it, as I believe are the other two that we're going to try today. Okay. Well, what I'm noticing on this is that it's uh, the the date code on this shows that it was September of last year. So this this beer is approaching six months old, which is fairly fairly aged now in the world of craft beer. Um, and so it does kind of fit more into the black ale mold, I think, than than being a true stout. Um, but I'm I'm guessing that this thing you know, fresh off of the line is going to be a absolutely flawless and, and delicious beer. I think it just has a little bit of uh, oxidation on it, and otherwise it's, there, there's a lot of really good roasty characteristics to it. There is that hop characteristic to it, too. Sometimes you'll get a stout that just, it just falls off of the tongue. It's just kind of, it just sort of has this dullness at the end of it. And, and I think what happens is that brewers don't, they, they sort of neglect the hop or they they go light on it or they I don't know they they choose wrong <laughs> and so we don't we don't experience that with this beer um, but I can tell that it's uh, it's six months old it's kind of the only flaw Joey it was a great observation My, I was just going to say like um, you know I think this is just it, it, it really I don't know if I could say it just kind of falls off the tongue. I mean, I think it just, it, it hits my palate like just, uh, I can't even describe it. I, I, I can't describe it. It's, it's very, I'm at a, a loss for words really. And then I'm not saying that in a, in a positive sense, you know, I'm just, it's just, um, the way I can explain this is if you like Sierra Nevada's, I mean, they're you know, pale ale, that's what they're famous for. That's if you like that, you're probably gonna like this. I've never had a black ale myself. I can't, um, this, but this tastes like, uh, I, I always explain it as Sierra Nevada went and made a stout because Sierra Nevada has got a distinct, you know, to me it's got it, there's a, such a distinct flavor to it, uh, to their pale ale. Um, that's what I get out of this. Normally I wouldn't talk a lot about my belching, but I just burped <laughs> twice and both times it was hops. So um, I'll tell you what, I've had one of these um, about a year ago and I think it was fresh off the, off the boat and it was really super hoppy. And this one is definitely a lot more mellowed out, a lot more toned down. Yeah. And so I don't dislike this one nearly as much as I disliked the other one, but still it's, it's too it's too hoppy for me. I mean, I'm looking for I'm, I'm I ran away from hops as fast as I could. I know they finished the beer and they're great, and, uh, yeah, but um, but I really you know I don't want them in my stout. But that said, I would recommend if you if you don't like hops, I would recommend wait, letting this sit for six months and then drink it. Yeah, because apparently that's the secret to success. So all right. I think I think you touched on it exactly though. I think it tastes exactly like. Sierra Nevada went and made a stout slash black ale. It, it has that same palatability that, that the, the pale does. And I remember first drinking my first Sierra pale, I couldn't finish it. You know, I was so used to drinking 
swill, just just watery, you know, whatever. And then I had my first pail. It took me it took me like an hour and a half to finish it. And I, I you know, literally spit the first sip of mine across the room. Yeah, and, which and did on, not go well with the people who lived there because that was not me. Yeah. Well, aren't those great memories that you're going to look back on now? It's like you can actually. I mean, I can I can stun, I can I can crush that beer now, but it's 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 fun to look back on it for sure. All right, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat. I'd say it's good, very good. I think that it, it does say black ale on there, and like I said, it is more indicative of that. I. I would be interested to try it fresh with the whole cone hops. I think it's going to give it a lot more bright, hoppy character and that maybe maybe a little vegetalness. I'm just saying this out of speculation, which I would be interested to try, but I enjoyed this version, this aged version. It's aged. It's, it's not aged. old. It's <laughs> aged. It's, it's been aging in my refrigerator for like three months at least. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a, in, in the fair to good range. I. I detected a little bit of oxidation off of it just due to the age. Um, but knowing the reputation of Sierra Nevada and knowing that, that I, can, I can honestly trust almost anything that comes out of that brewery. And if I'm having this fresh, I, I'm going to enjoy it more. And I, I do enjoy the hops more, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gravitate toward a beer like this anyway. Joey? Oh, and that'll do it for the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. He's over here, officer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna say I've had uh, I've had this fresh off the tap because um, I wanted to give it a shot. You know, I thought it'd be you know great tasting. Uh, so I'm gonna, but I think allowing it to age is probably better for me because um, it's uh, so I'm gonna give it a pour. Uh, I'm not gonna give it a, you know, not not down to the, the bottom one. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. What do we do with credit cards, David? Please. Hey, no, it's all right. The man has to run a business, and we're right in the middle of it. Not a worry. No worry. But what? Really, what do you do with credit cards? No. All right. All right. All right. So we're done with that one. Let's hit the meat and potatoes. It comes in a black can. Oh, I already like the looks of it from the top. Mm. Little tiny bubbles. Black can, gold meat, and white potatoes. It looks like, what, would you say that's Cagney and Lacey font? <laughs> what, mm. what is that? That's Karina. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, All right. I'll call her up. It's got a... Uh, it has it a reminds me of that 70s show. A yeah, bit. I was going to say the same thing. It has a very red hue. All right, on the back, it's from Lord Hobo Brewing Company out of Woburn, Massachusetts. I'm sure I probably said that totally incorrectly. Like, you're supposed to say Waba, or I mean, because there's no R's in, uh, in Boston. New England-style beer, smooth, balanced, and hearty. And that's about all it says on the container besides uh, the alcohol content, which I believe was a skosh over uh, seven. I don't know, I took my glasses off, so now I can't see. So, all right, so a big whiff from David, and I like the foam. There's a lot going on in there. And again, without knowing, that's the one thing I, I really like about labeling, like when brewers tell you what you can expect. Mm -hmm. It sort of prejudices you, I guess, 
as to what you're what you're going to get, but it also it kind of it doesn't allow for that that surprise where what is this or or where you're guessing. It's so I'm not I'm not really sure, and I didn't I kind of purposely did not look this one up before we started. But all right, you've smelled it, Ivor. What do you think? It's a little sweet on the nose to me, um, but I've already kind of taken my stance as the the dry and roasty lover over here. So. I, I haven't taken a drink yet, but here we go. It's got a good mouthfeel. It's got a much, I would say, thicker body than the other beers that we've had so far. David? I switched over to a new glass, so I'm not getting any residuals from, from the previous beer, but I get a, a sort of metallic on the aroma, which I, it, that's a little off-putting. Haven't tasted it yet. Here we go. You know you're not supposed to lick the stout off the top of the can, right? <laughs> it does say dinner stout. 7.7%, yeah. so it's getting up there. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, I think what I'm experiencing on this also has to do with age. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit I peeked at the day code on this as well, and it's uh, we're about five months on this beer. And, and it traveled across the country. So, so probably what we're experiencing is, is some travel fatigue and some age fatigue. And that can be, um, it, it, it'll amplify possibly by uh, the canning process. Travel itself can, can do that. Um, if it's been sitting in my refrigerator, does that help or hurt? I, it should help. I mean, if it's, if it's stored cold for the long haul, it's going to perform better than if it's not stored cold. It's been in my fridge yeah. since, like, Christmas. Actually, yeah. my birthday's in December, so it's been in my fridge since okay. December. Yeah. December what? Sixth. December 6th. I'm with you there. I'm at December 6th also. You're kidding oh, me. Not a bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mind blown. Should we, should we hey. leave? Yeah. Like, uh, All right, what are you guys' birthdays? <laughs> this is going to be awesome. December 13th. In the really? Yeah. Very nice. Joey? I'm um, a June baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Officer, he's right over here. <laughs> One of these things. <laughs> right? But there's a very definite hop quality to this beer, and and that could be what I'm what I'm detecting as being a little more advanced in age is, is as hops deteriorate, they start to put off some different flavors that, that we don't want in our beer. And, and I'm, I'm familiar with Lord Hobo and they have, a, they have an excellent reputation and this, this probably, I'm, I'm gonna put it in the same category as the Sierra Nevada, it's probably just a little advanced in age for, for this tasting right now. Sorry, Barry, you're too old for me. No, that's, that's what I hear. Uh, so um, ageism, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, that might be. So I like. I'm always partial to the pastry stouts. I really like the sweetness, um, and kind of a, I, you know, I figured, you know, maybe I've never had a dinner stout, but I was kind of expecting a little bit more sweeter uh, um, with this, um, and I'm not really getting that. And the other thing too is it's it's just very dry and I don't remember experiencing that I don't think I usually experience that with the with the stout as your face okay there Bo <laughs> I'm still belching uh, so maybe you can speak to this David I mean the, just the the fact that it's you know that I'm sensing it pretty dry is that also to maybe to do with the the age or of how long it's been in the can uh, here's the thing everybody is going to experience beer their own way and and by all rights, a, a beer at 7.7% alcohol 
shouldn't come across as all that dry. I mean, there, there's the, definitely that ability to. And a beer like this, I don't know that that the dryness would be the, the first description. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know what you're talking about. I, okay. I kind of, I sense something like that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I You can kind of pick up on flaws in a beer or, or pinpoint where they might come from. I know nothing about their process. I know nothing about their ingredients. Um, but but I do know that, that age and distance are the enemy of beer. And that's kind of what I'm at. at putting on this one is yeah. this example is and relationships I mean if we want to go there <laughs> I was going to go with times velocity <laughs> equals gravity or something I don't know. well I, I I'll, I'll throw in there and I think that reading dinner stout and then having this beer I expected it to be more on the pastry stout side and maybe that was me thinking after dinner stout you know maybe something that was a dessert stout but I read dinner stout and I thought you know maybe not as dry as it is coming across it's coming across pretty pretty dry, um, which I don't necessarily think would pair with food necessarily. I mean, I, I would put something with a little bit more residual sugar and body with a meal, if that's what they were implying. I, I'm unaware, so. You expect more body on this one, and it's just right. not quite there. That That's kind of like what I was going with. Their, their name, it's called meat and potatoes, and I expect something full, and yeah. I'm not really getting that. Thick, luxurious, yeah, thick, something right, yeah. like just that's, you know, right that's just got a lot going on and you know you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of a red ale it really doesn't i don't i taste this and i don't i don't there's nothing in this that says for me stout i just i'm getting like i'm getting an ale like a red ale or maybe a brown ale but it's the, the difference is it's not quite as bitter at the end so it's smoother so for smoothness it's okay for taste it's yeah um, I, uh, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, I'm going to start off, I'm going to say it's fair, and that's, because it's, it's still drinkable, and, you know, I don't want to be too big of a snob, it's drinkable, I could absolutely drink a full one of these. I'd say fair, but I would definitely probably not buy it again, and I'd probably look for something, something else. Again, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. I'll give it a fair as well, and I'll give it the caveat that I would love to taste it on draft. I would just, I would just like to see what that that looks like. But I, I would say fair uh, doesn't necessarily deliver on maybe what we kind of thought from the labeling, the branding. Um, that being said, how many times do people make labels before they actually make the beer? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it happens. So. And it reminds me nothing of uh, Tyne Daily or Sharing Glass, although in one case that's probably not a bad thing. That's a Cagney and Lacey reference yeah, for the you. young I, kids I, in the I room, by the way. Right over my head. <laughs> Back in the day, when I had the vice grip attached to the television, I'd turn to Channel 2 and we'd watch Tyne Glass and Sharon Lacey, and they were incredible. Yeah, I'm going to go with the fair as well, uh, but my caveat is going to be that I, I do know that time and distance are, are not helping this beer out. Um, and, and the reason I'm sticking with the fair on this is that... Uh, I, I would expect there to be more body and it's not there. And that and that won't go away because of time or distance. That should still be present and we're not getting it. So that's that's fair. Joey? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with fair as well. But uh, that being said... Just because I'm everybody gonna, else did. Yeah, why not? <laughs> to give your own grade. Come on. <laughs> to take a stance, man. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say... But I will say I'm kind of like Ivor. I would... I'm interested to know what it tastes like coming out off, of, off the tap. So. All right. 
We have next we have Dragon Stout, which has on the label a dragon. A dragon, yeah, absolutely, a red dragon. Uh, it's a brown label with a red dragon. It is imported. Not only is it imported once, but it's imported twice. Just so you know. <laughs> It is 7.5% alcohol by volume. It must have gone through Florida. It is a product of Jamaica, so it probably did. Florida to here. That's that's twice imported. And on the back is not a lot of information. So, oh, you know, don't even look at the label. Don't even do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So we're going to go blind on this? We're going to go blind on this. Yeah, don't just don't look at it, and we will hope for the best. Apparently, there is a serious delay in um double import in <laughs> importing yes yes it was imported twice which significantly delayed the importation i don't know why i'm pouring water in a cup that i have not already drunk something out of all right as we pour let's look up dragon stout so have you gone through any of like the the, the beer judging and kind of the process of how how beer judges kind of go through this, you know, it's, there's a visual inspection first, you know, you're gonna look at the color of the beer, the carbonation, look at the bubbles, look at the head. You're gonna look at, look at the cascading effect on the side of the glass and, and, and you're basically seeing if, if it leaves a streak, if it leaves some residual sugars behind on the glass. You're gonna look and see, we're, we're looking at stout, so color's a little harder to determine, but you can tell if it's more if, if it's darker, if it's lighter, if it's a redder hue or a, or a blacker hue. And this one is, it, it seems to be more in the, the blacker hue, good carbonation. Uh, that's actually, carbonation's quickly dissipating. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, but after you kind of look at it, then you're gonna go in for the aroma test. Give it a good sniff. And you haven't tasted it yet. You're still just using your other senses Desnos and Geddes Limited is the uh, brewer, which is apparently, according to Beer Advocate, a subsidiary of Red Stripe. Interesting. Yeah, I would guess uh, Red Stripe. I, w I mean, we'd guess Red Stripe out of Jamaica anyway, right? Name another brewery out of Jamaica. Go. Jamaica Brewing Company. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kingston Ales? <laughs> yeah. Kingston Trio? Yeah. <laughs> You know what the smell reminds me of is, have you ever had pecan, uh, it's, pe it's pecan wine? Yeah, I, I, I was, so what you're detecting in wine, I was going to say it reminds me of Easter egg dye, which is kind of a, a vinegar element, which I'm not guessing is going to be good on the, on the flavor side. No. Are we, is this just bad? Is this just, is this just rancid? I haven't tasted it yet. I'm just, I've only well, seen it and smelled it. It gives it oxidized. <laughs> oxidized. <laughs> Well, somebody's still selling this, so what does that tell us? Whoa. <laughs> it, it, it tells you that waves everywhere are buying it. Well, yeah, apparently not very quickly. Because Did this come in your Christmas pack as well? This also came in the Christmas pack. <laughs> uh, I think I may have purchased this at Whoa. a... Yeah, I, is it rancid? I don't know, man. It's at an oxidized nose, for sure. But it's got this... It tastes like... Wine. Yeah, it's got yeah. A, a cloying, very sweet, coats the palate uh, mouthfeel. It's it's very confused, and I don't think any of those things are very good. Uh, I uh, I don't think I need to have much more. No. I, the, I I guess the question now I'm, I'm going to look at the. Did you look at the back of the bottle already? Were you able to con contain yourself, or did you see it? 
No, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll just hold my comments about the date, but. It's, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's present. It's present in the in, in everything we've kind of discussed already in experiencing this beer. It's we're at a year on this beer now, and we're two years. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So and that it it loses everything at that point. So so really, what we're left with is alcohol and a bunch of esters of corn or some other element that just isn't enjoyable. Thing is, you can, you can almost taste through it that it probably wouldn't have been that great to begin with. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. <laughs> I, and, and I'll just, you know, this is, I don't know what the title for this uh, episode is gonna be, but it could just be something like old damn beer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, but that's something like, you know, we've had beer, we, I don't think any of us have ever looked at the date on any beer that we've ever had for any episode. And maybe we should have for the ones that were awful. Um, but yeah. I'm this surprised is, the other brewers that have been involved haven't checked the dates or some of the other, I mean, there's a lot of information that can come off of the labeling of the can or the bottle. And this is the first. You are, uh, you, so yeah, I, oh, man, I, 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 no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know even if we can fairly rate this based on what it is. It's, it's kind of nice if you like wine. Yeah. But other than that, it's, a, it's, it's not happening. It's well, a, in, in statistical studies, right, you throw out the, the outliers on the high and the low, right? So right. We'll just, let's just throw this one out on the low and, and move on to the next one. Yeah, we'll no grade, nice. given the date, you think it's fair to give it a I, no grade? There's no point. It's. I, it's, I mean, I like cats too much, so. <laughs> it's unfair. I, it's I, just unfair. Okay. All yeah. right. No, I think that's. I and so, just let me ask you this. Um, then, so what is the maximum length of time that you can wait before you have a beer? Well, so craft beer generally is not uh, pasteurized or or stabilized in that way. There's processes that you can go through, and and I imagine this probably may have been pasteurized because I I think the the Red Stripe Brewery does pasteurization. Uh, actually, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just talking. I should I should not make that <laughs> assumption. Right. But uh, enough beer if a brewery is importing, generally it should be pasteurized because it has to travel that distance. Uh, craft beer usually is not, and I, I can't think of any examples of craft breweries who are who are trying to use that process to to stabilize their beer. But you lose something in that pasteurization process as well, and, and we don't want to lose that. We want our beer to go out fresh quick and, and hit the consumer as fast as possible. And I think uh, if we're gonna talk about like a, a very well-known example of that is uh, Russian River, which is about 80 miles from here. Uh, they put on their bottles of Pliny the Elder, drink fresh, don't age, don't store it, don't save it for later, drink it now. And that's really the key with almost any, any craft beer. Beer is a living food. You, you can't let it turn into dragon stout and expect it to be what you hoped it would be. Brewers don't want that. The customer doesn't want that. And if anybody's tasting this, they're going to dump it. I mean, it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, two years old is way too long. And, and in fact, we probably, uh, we usually use about a, a 90 day limit on, on what we want to see our beer go to the consumer at, at and that's, that's fast. Every episode has a different component, and this one is definitely it. So, uh, just for the the record, the ratings on Beer Advocate range from two and a half to mid threes. It's supposed to be very fruity, 
Uh, they're Not on purpose, though. That's the problem. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be very fruity. Really? That's according to yeah, they're, according to the ratings, a little licorice, um, and that's, yeah, that's prevalent. That's what that was. That's, that's yeah. kind of leftover licorice, but it's but it's got this hot this this alcohol fusel leftover characteristics. It, it tastes like something that yeah has been time gone by. But that being said, I mean the aging process does work for certain beers, um, like Dave was saying. Maybe not your local craft brewery is, is meant to be cellared and aged, but you take a Sierra Nevada Bigfoot and age it for two years and it rounds out those hop characteristics and it's, and it's fantastic two years later. Um, and some barrel age too, correct? Absolutely. absolutely. This is, I feel like this is a special beer, so we're going to go with brand new clean plastic cups. Fancy. Yeah. So Mystery Airship is our anniversary series of beers. This is our first anniversary Mystery Airship. Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. Uh, what do we have? We have a LA International Gold Medal on this one from two years ago, I believe. Um, and it's available in uh, 500 ml bottles here at the tap room. We haven't really got it out into the market very much, but it's a, uh, it's, it's, you'll you hear, I'm just, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. You just, you just go through the process. Okay. Now I've learned something, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> No, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it. Uh, oh, you gotta look at it. All right, yeah. hold on. Hold it's visual. On. It's, okay. it's holding a little it, I can't bit see through it. No. I love. I love the smell. I mean, you can definitely. There's no light passing through this at all. No, not not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Motor oil head, so that head is kind of gone darker. It's gone away from the the white, fluffy, cloudy head to a to a motor oil kind of look to it there was never a white fluffy head on this this is like no, this is never. it's a dark it's not a dark tan but it's definitely a tan it's not an everyday stout this is a sipping stout I mean put this in a in a bourbon snifter and and, and enjoy it next to the fire yeah and I think we did the right thing we poured this at the beginning of the stout cast will you and and or, have let it warm up and kind of come to room temperature so you're getting all of those um i don't want to impart my opinion on it but those characteristics that are there for an imperial stout you're not fond of this are you i love this beer <laughs> i uh i'm very fond of this beer and this this recipe predates me but i've brewed it a couple of times um so this is the 2017 variant of this recipe um so it sat in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels for over a year, this one that we're chasing now. Um, yeah, it's, this, this beer is very near and dear to my heart. That would be something that you could uh, sort of discuss and analyze. We, I think we missed the chance here, but we could, we could start with, or maybe in a future stout cast, you could start with two, you know, two servings of the same beer and pour off uh, cold out of the tap or freshly out of the bottle and then, and then let it warm up and then taste it over over the course of it warming up to room temperature, you'll notice differences in the flavor from from cold to room temp. It's 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 stark if you can experience it. Well, I and we will do that, especially if it's a beer that when it comes out cold, it's just not very good. Then we'll usually go to the other ones and then come back around and see if it and see if it's improved at all. And sometimes it does. It's it it seems to be rare. But occasionally you'll get one that's really it's pretty good warm, but it's just not very good cold. So you guys would say that it's this this is much better if it just kind of like sits. Let's you let it mellow for a little. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still delicious cold out of the tap, but 
but I think you what it does is it releases other elements that are there. And, and a beer like this is very complicated. It's been it's been aging on oak for a year, and all of those other flavors that come on. So so things that we don't want to see happen in other beers, we're allowing to happen in this beer. Anything that's happening in an oak barrel, there's going to be some element of oxidation that is part of the process. There's going to be some element of, uh, I mean, we're soaking in all of those, those oak characteristics that are not, I mean, that's never part of stainless steel fermentation, right? Um, but, but there's, it's, comp, it's more complicated, more complex, and you should experience that. And that's really what it is, is when you taste it cold, I think fewer of those complicated elements are coming through, whereas when you allow it to warm up, other other flavors and aromas will start to release, mm -hmm. and and that's what we're experiencing now. We could go back in and taste it cold. You'll still experience a wonderfully delicious beer, yeah. but it'll it'll have it'll be missing a few of those the things that we're experiencing right now. So this is one of those beers where aging does work. This beer can age. Yeah, this beer definitely can age. Definitely, yeah. and and like Dave said, I'd, I'd let it warm up. You get those on the back of the palate, kind of like a chewy, raisiny, dark fruit characteristic. And that's there when it's cold, but it's not as open and, and prevalent as it is when it's warm. That is like, it's right in that mid palate area where it's just kind of like, it's almost juicy. Like, you know, it's... And is there fruit in this? There is no fruit in this. No this, fruit in this. This is just a, this is just a beefed up stout and then put in bourbon barrels for over a year. What else is uh, in it as far as flavors? Uh, to me, I get something that we kind of identify as umami. Um, it's a little bit of that soy saucy character, and that's not necessarily uh, off character or, or flavor. It's, it's something that kind of comes with the territory, like Dave said. It gets that, a little bit of oxidized wood character. Um, but to me, what's very prevalent is, is a, a dark fruit raisin character right in that mid palate. That's like what hits me about this beer. Well, that's what I'm getting at, and that's why I asked what, what kind of fruit is in it, is because there's a sweetness to it mm -hmm. that I wasn't really expecting necessarily from the from the barrel age. Yeah, and that is, to me, that's coming from the bourbon barrel, necessarily. Like the, the stout that we put into the bourbon barrel, which I have a little bit in the back for topping up barrels, is not as sweet as this. So you get that that sugar from the barrel aging process, from the bourbon, from whatever. We try to get fresh jump bourbon barrels, so they're, you know, the bourbon comes out of them, they get shipped very quickly over here, and we fill them as soon as we possibly can. Um, and I think you get a little bit of that off of this beer. Sorry, I'm enjoying the aroma again, right before I take another sip. I like the sweetness. Like, it's just that that's what I like about, you know, stouts and, you know, normally you don't get this in, in I, you know, in a barrel age. I mean, you know, um, and that's what I really, it's very surprising about this one. I think that's, that's what a lot of those pastry stouts are trying to emulate. Mm -hmm. And I can see the appeal in them and I, I think that there's a place. But if it can be done without all of the adjuncts, if it can be done with just the standard ingredients plus some time on wood, why not? And I'm not sure which one of the 50-50 uh, variants it reminds me of since they make like 17 um, every year. But it definitely the, just the, the first blast, remind me, that, that was the first thing I thought of. Was it was one of those, and they were they were named Brewer of the Year. So that that's is, not that a bad is, that is, that is, distinct honor, right there. Yeah. Eclipse is great company to be in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. take that any day. 
And that's really what it reminds me of. It just at the tail end, though, it kind of wanders off into a little bit of in a little bit of bitterness, perhaps, but not not bad. I'm not sure if I'm even describing it correctly. What what is the? How would you describe the finish? I'd say it's mildly roasty. I would say that there is more roast quality or characteristic rather going into the barrel, and that's mellowed out. I think that that is. You're tasting a beefed up version of the first beer that we tried and then aged. So those roast qualities, characteristics start to break down. That sweetness kind of overlaps it. And maybe you just get a little bit at the tail end where you're where you're tasting just a little bit of the roast malt. Now, as the brewer, you don't get to rate it, but you already said you love this beer. <laughs> Top that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this is a sharing beer and a sipping beer. And so if you're gonna get this in a 500 ml bottle, hopefully you and your loved one are gonna share this together. <laughs> or you and your best bud are gonna share this together. This is, you could drink it by yourself, but why be selfish, man? Share it, share it with a friend. Um, obviously, this one I, I, I can't hold back. I have to rate this an excellent. I mean, I, I'm gonna pat myself on the back and pat Ivor on the back and everything we've done here, this beer just is, it's in that category. Fair enough. And you, sir? Well, you get the <laughs> the brewer here right in accident. Excellent. I don't know if I uh, uh, I feel like a little bit on the spot. I'm gonna go with. Uh... We're on the spot. Yeah, That's right, the right, right, there we go. Us. But I'm gonna, you I'm... know, I don't think we've rated anything that we've ever had at a at a brewer that they've made at less than a very good. No, no. So I wouldn't start today. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> Was no. that a threat there, Bob? <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, you but made I mean, it. you made it. Right? No, no. no but I, I, you know, I just, I mean, I think there's something to be said for it coming yeah. right out of the tap. I mean, there's something, and also just for the craftsmanship that's there, and also people who are willing to be on this podcast. Yeah. Generally, make really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't had a problem with giving low ratings, <laughs> have we? No, we have not. No, <laughs> no this is no. this is. This is very good, very, very, very good. Um, it's just, it's got that, you know, that sweetness and deliciousness. It's just, I can see how, you know, if, if I'm gonna have this for the night, that's just it. This is my end of the night, end of the night brew. Um, I'm staying home, you know, tucking myself in. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, say, yeah, it's, it's up there. It's 10, <laughs> yeah. 10 and a half, it's the biggest beer we've had, 10 and a half percent. But it is one of those, like Dave said, it's a it's a share, it's a sipper. I mean, you you crack it on the drive home. I don't, I don't care. But it's a uh, it's a big beer, that's for sure. And it, it kind of has all those characteristics that you want from a big from a big beer. I picture Steve Martin in his five time Saturday Night Live host jacket, sitting next to the fire with a snifter of this, enjoying it, giving Alec Baldwin a bunch of shit. That's how I picture this beer. Uh, I'm gonna give it a very good. I think the, the the initial taste is excellent. I really I love the initial taste, but then as it tails off, kind of at the end, then it's kind of it's kind of I, I don't know what it, you said it's roastiness. I'm not sure. It's just kind of like it's it's there. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna get and that's the other thing. We, we can cheat. We can go between. We can go between them. So I'm gonna go very good to excellent. We don't uh, have to cheat. I mean, honestly, you know, no, it's, it's I, I think, I, mean, it I makes think, us better brewers. I think right at the off the top, I think it's excellent. But then, like at the end, then I'm kind of like a little bit, mm -hmm. just a little bit. But um, it's it's really good. It's really good. And it's I'm, some great stuff. Yeah. It's this is great stuff. Yeah. Um, just I I like I like it all the way through. Um, 
you know, from, from first taste to, to the finish to the back end, it's, yeah, I, I like it all the way through. It is by far the best beer we've had. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's, the, uh, what's the born on date? <laughs> this one being a, it, it's a little advanced in age, uh, but it has the, the alcohol content and body to sustain that. So um, I think we put, what, what are we on this one? 2017. This is a 2017 so we beer. Brewed, brewed yeah. in 2017, uh, racked it out of barrels but it's three been months ago. And carved yeah. for three months. Yeah. 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 So it only came out of the barrels three months ago, and then we, we, we finished it out and made it into finished, servable beer. Yeah. Well, there you go. We have learned a lot about old beer today. <laughs> some of it's really, really good like this, and some of it, <laughs> not so much. But regardless, we hope you've learned something as well and that you have enjoyed our little trip here to New Helvetia. Ivor Johnson, David Gold, thank you. Joey Gonzalez, thank you. I'm, of course, Bob Moffat, of course. Duh. Of course. Yeah. Of course. This is another edition of the Stoutcast. We'll catch you next time. It was cool. I had to be cool. Ice cold. Ice cold.